Welcome to the Tashina Christian Faith Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the woe me type attitude people. You know, those self-pitying people that want you to feel sorry for them all the time. And they play victim all the time. And I know all of us in our life have met someone like this. I have met people like this in my life. And I think it's horrible. But we get suckered in when we're talking to them about life and God's word because we're like, oh, your story's so sad. And then we start preaching the word of the gospel to them, even though they should already know it being a Christian, but okay, we do it anyways, because God prompts us to do so to help them out. Then we start seeing like little things about their personality that unravel, that make us feel a little like unease, like, okay, I'm trying to help you with the word of God, but you're not helping yourself. You're so stuck in your woes. Well, today the Bible warns us about murmuring toward God, murmuring, murmuring toward your Christian brothers and sisters, self-pitying, just don't do it. It's just something you shouldn't do because then it can take you into the land of doom. Just a term I learned in counseling. And the land of doom is like when you start self-pity yourself, oh, this happened to me this many years ago and I don't know what to do to get myself out of it. I'm so wallowing in it. Like that's how the devil comes in and gets you people. Stop being self-pitying yourself. If you've had a bad situation happen to you, pick yourself up, read the word of God, get counseling, biblical counseling, not this worldly counseling. They teach you all about the world. We already know what they teach you. Self, 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 love, self, this. They don't teach you nothing about God and get a biblical counselor throwing scripture at you to help you combat your self-pitying. But in the Bible, they murmured against um, God and he didn't like it. And in the book of James, they murmured, specifically chapter five, where they were complaining, they were misusing their riches that God had blessed them with, and they lacked faith, and they put more riches over God than they did the actual faith. You know what I mean? They they didn't have faith. They, they cared more about the riches of this world than they did God. And so in the book of James, remember, I just give you Bible verses so you can go read the chapter and get a a learning for yourself, you know? So I just outlined what chapter five of James is, is they were murmuring about their, they were misusing their riches and they put more faith in their riches than God. They were non-believers and they were, and James was addressing non-believers and believers too in the book, but specifically in chapter five, verse nine, where it says, where James says, do not complain against one another believers so that you will not be judged for it. Look, the judge is standing right at the door. He was referring to Jesus because they needed to keep their eyes on God, not the riches of the world. But specifically what jumps out in James chapter five, verse nine is what he was saying is do not complain against one another believers so that you will not be judged for it. Look, the judge is standing right at the door. So keep your eye on God. Don't complain toward one another. Don't complain in your life about things that you could take to Christ and you can get it made right through Christ because he helps you. He never says we aren't going to suffer down here. We are going to have suffering and suffering don't equal blessings as some of these pastors preach. I heard that in a rap song today and I was like, first of all, why are you a pastor rapping on a song? And then second of all, why are you preaching prosperity? Like we're going to have suffering down here to receive blessings. That's wrong. Eh, we don't do that. I know I just jumped on a tangent, but it flows. And so in book, the book of James is specifically talking to these people in chapter five that were putting all their faith and their trust in their riches of this world, but not putting their faith in their trust in God. There's more to the chapter, but you can go back and read. And he was saying, watch out. You know what I'm saying? You doing all this, you going to feel God's 
um, judgment, you non-believers are going to get judged for this, for putting faith in your riches of this world that can't take you anywhere more than your faith in God. Your faith in God can take you further. He wanted them to keep their eye on God and stop complaining and murmuring. So that's what James was warning them in the book of James chapter 5, verse 9, specifically when he's talking about in the first line, do not complain against one another believers so that you will not be judged for it look the judge is standing right at the doors meaning his in his words keep your eye on jesus layman terms so we're not supposed to be murmuring and complaining toward one another um christian brothers and sisters and non-believers too this can go for you too nobody want to have a friend that's like whoa me you know all the time like when you're trying to tell them something like for instance you have someone that's complaining i can never find a successful relationship or i've been in a marriage and then i got divorced like 10 15 years ago but they're acting like that uh divorce happened like yesterday i can't stand people like that and it was like 10 15 years ago but they're wearing that as a, a, a like a flag of um sympathy playing the woe me victim and every person they meet they're bringing up this like example of this failed relationship they had like 10 or 15 years ago trying to get people to self-pity them into uh feeling bad for them and then you start i've had people i had to talk to about this and it's crazy to me and so then you talk to them and you tell them you know god is here for you these are the scriptures that help get you through you should never be in a self-pity state of mind have you thought about and then you'll say to the person have you thought about getting counseling and that person will be like oh well i've read the bible i know the bible inside and out and it, it can't teach me nothing else and, th and then there's all that pride and then you're like okay you got that woe me attitude but i can't really preach the gospel to you as a christian which you you know everything so let me back off because you got all that pride but i just can't stand those woe type me attitudes and this specific person that i was trying to minister to uh, a while ago they had gone through a divorce in their life but it, the divorce was like 10 15 years ago and i didn't know that and i and they made me thinking that the divorce had just happened like i don't know you would think in the last year or so but they've been going around from church to church saying the same sympathy story to each christian that they come by to make them feel this self-pity woe me type attitude like i said toward other christians to make them feel bad for them and then they had this manipulation i ran across this person it's crazy to me they 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 didn't run all that up on me because they ran some on me with the woe me attitude but as far as the manipulation and using they did that to other people in the church but not to me but this person was like a mass manipulator and i recognized and i just stood back and i watched and i prayed that they got out of the lives of others but this person is horrible because they go from church to church doing this um, where they'll act like they just got out of this divorce like a week or two ago or just recent like a year and I have all this self-pity and all this all this hurt and I'm not saying that the person didn't hurt maybe like 10 or 15 years ago but you still carrying that around self-pitying and and people are telling you to get counseling and you don't want to do it and you woke me type attitude and I just told you where it says in the Bible in James chapter 5 verse 9 where it says do not complain against one another believers so that you will not be judged for it look the judge is standing at the door even James in the book of James chapter 5 verse 9 he said look the judge is standing at the door meaning Jesus Christ like all you got to do is go to him you know what I mean and the people that are going to get judged in the book of James of chapter 5 he is referring to those people who don't have faith and they put more faith in their riches more than they do Christ and you should never do that you should never have faith in your riches down here your faith should always be in Jesus Christ but this person got on my nerves and I don't know if other people noticed it when they ran across a person it's just a bad woe me type attitude and I've run across other people 
people too throughout my life that have this woe me attitude where they want to just play victim. And I'm just like, how'd that work? You play victim and then you want people to be your friend, but people are trying to tell you how to use the word of God to combat the demons in your life that you continue to stay in bondage with, like a dog going back to his vomit because you don't want to let it go. And then you want to say, oh, I got PSD and all this stuff. It's like, don't ever say you got PSD over something that happened like 10 or 14 years ago, 15, ever how long ago, and you don't even want to go to counseling to get things straightened out for yourself. Like God gives us Christian counselors who can help you get through these things, but you have these people out here and I don't want you guys to fall a victim of this, these woe me type attitudes where they're just like, oh, I, I lost my job and I have this skill set, but you know, I'm so sad about it. Okay, you, I've lost jobs in my life too. I was sad for a second. I picked myself up, bossed up, bossed up that resume, beefed up my skill set, and I went back out there. But then you tell these woe me type attitude type people, this is another example of a woe me type attitude. I'm just giving y'all examples so y'all know what it is. When you see somebody in your life doing this, you, you can pinpoint it. Because if they got a woe me type attitude, right behind that woe me type attitude comes a manipulation tactic to see what can I get out of this person. <clears throat> and I had talked about that in past previous podcasts. So the woe me type attitude always equals out to what can I get out of this person after they fall for my woe type me attitude, feeling sympathy for me. And it's okay to feel sympathy for someone when something just happens. Like if they're just going through a divorce, like, I don't know, a year ago, you know, recent, not like 10, 15 years ago, you just carrying around self-pitying it, taking it from church to church to each Christian, Christian, and then the woe type me attitude. And then you go from that to manipulation. Like, what can I get? How much money can I get? What, what can I get from this woman? What can I get from this man? You know what I mean? Material things and it even goes as far as like sexual things like what can I make this person do that feels so bad for me will they feel bad enough for me that if it's a woman I can make them sleep with me oh yep mm-hmm. know about that too bruh <laughs> just laid it out so you don't want to fall for these type people and yes I just said that and yes it's true and you don't want to fall for these type people at work, at church, anywhere you hang in your circle of people. If you meet someone and they're acting like this, run. The Bible warns us about murmuring and complaining in our church toward one another. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we should not complain toward one another. We should not hang around people that have that woe type me attitude. Because most of the time when they have that woe type me attitude, they've had it for years, years. And they just found different ways to run game on the next person, the next church, the next job, just to make people feel sorry for them. Because you'll start giving them the word of God and you'll start giving them friendly counseling advice, but yet they won't follow it. And you'll just be sitting up there and, and every time y'all have like a little get together or a little party or something, here they go with they woe type me. The party be going good and it, the conversation be going good, but then they come walking through the door and they just want to sit down and have a conversation. You be like, all right, I hope he cool today or she cool today. And then they just start talking and they bring down the whole room with that woe type me attitude the whole room shifts like nobody want to hear this didn't you just say this the last get together we had man we tired of hearing this we done told you to get counseling we done told you to saturate on the word of god we done told you to come to church more we done you know we done told you a whole bunch but you don't want to listen yeah, it's specifically to a person today and it's all right because i've run across these type attitudes and it's annoying and I know if y'all got some of these people in your life, it's annoying to you too. But then you just have these people that you be trying to tell 
the word of God and preach the word of God to and tell them how to combat it through biblical counseling and saturating on the word of God, giving them specific Bible verses and books that can combat this stuff, but they want to stay in that whoa type me attitude, sympathy, whoa me, I just got this divorce 10, 15 years ago, but I'm trying to act like it was like, I don't know, a year, year or two ago, and it ain't, and you a liar. And you run game on people. Then after the game, here come the manipulation. Well, can I get out of this person money-wise? Can I get her to sleep with me? All kind of crazy stuff that runs through your head. Anyways, the next Bible verse I'm going to roll it to is Philippians chapter 2, verses 13 through 14, where it says, For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work that is strengthening energizing and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure here we go verse 14 do everything without murmuring or questioning the province of god and so i'm gonna read it again philippians chapter 2 verse 13 through 14 for it is not your strength but it is God who is effectively at work in you both to will and to work that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Do everything without murmuring or questioning the province of God. And the footnotes in Amplified Bible for verse 13 is, God supports the believer, but it is the believer's responsibility to do what he has been called by God to do. So that goes back to not being sluggish or lazy. When God gives you his purpose for your life, he is giving, he's blessed you with the Holy Spirit that works in you to will you to do his will. So you're not doing anything your own strength. That's why you'll hear a lot of Christians say, Walk in the power of the Holy Spirit each day, guiding you through the word of God and asking God for guidance because the Holy Spirit does talk. Like I said, I've been lazy with getting the podcast out about the voice of God because God talks to you in visions. He can talk to you in dreams. He can talk to you audibly. Don't listen to what all these prosperity pastors say. They don't know nothing. Some of them follow God. Some of them don't. But God has a voice, and the voice is the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in your heart. So God blesses you with the Holy Spirit so he is able to um, help you work with what he blesses you to do. Like he's blessed you to work in ministry, he's going to give you the power to do that through the power of his Holy Spirit, what to do, what to say, how to uh, explain Bible verses, everything. God gives you the power through his Holy Spirit to guide you in this world. But specifically why I picked Philippians chapter two, verses 13 through 14, because it's another one warning us do everything without murmuring or questioning the province of God. And for those who don't know what the province of God is, it's God's province is God's caring provision for his people as he guides them in their journey of faith through life, accomplishing his purpose in them. God's mission is to save people and shape them to be more like Jesus. So that's why we have the power of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit guides us down here. And when you hear me say, oh, the power of the Holy Spirit, you're walking with the Spirit each day. He guides you. He empowers you in, to do that ministry. He empowers you to give you that that sermon, that word, those Bible verses he wants you to give to that person. So I really just wanted to talk about the woe me attitude today, because like I've given you examples in the beginning of the podcast, we meet people like this in life. And when you do, you don't want to have them in your life. First of all, they're annoying. 
second of all, they have an they have an agenda when they meet you, and their agenda is okay. I'm a, I ran this on somebody like this woe me type attitude. Let me run the same raggedy story that I've been running with that it really don't bother me no more. I'm really over it. That's how these people think. They're really over these woe me attitudes. They just like playing the sympathy, playing the victim all the time. And come on now, I know some of y'all have met some of these people that do this in your life. And you're like, why every time I come across you always having a problem? You are always the woe. You ever meet those people in life? They always have a problem with everybody in their life. Like they mama, they daddy, they cousin. It's always something. Or we argue, we ain't friends no more. Or I can't stand her because this and this and this. It's always a problem. So not only if they have that woe me attitude, then that manipulation come in seeing how they can use you. And then that third part comes in where they'll sit up there and be a bit of a gossiper too, a messy person. Person. They ain't never got no friends that they can keep. All right, now, y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm talking to somebody specifically in this podcast today that's going to listen to this. I don't know who this is for, but Jesus had me do this podcast specifically today for the woe me attitude so in the bible it warns us not to murmur against god not to murmur against our brothers and sisters in christ you know what i'm saying and just don't have that woe me attitude because this self-pity then you get into the land of doom where you just start self-pitying yourself and you just get low and you just start feeling sorry for yourself about everything and little do you know for you young christians that ain't really gotten the word that's the devil that's how he comes in at you you start self-pitying he finds a little way in he'd be just like stuck Studying you throughout the day how how can I break her or him and that's how he gets you when you in that self-pity and you start thinking oh whoa me I did this and I did that and I, I I suffered this in my past when you already gave it to the cross let it go let it go stop with the whoa me attitude on you yourself don't do self-pity you yourself don't do it. it's not cute let it go you know what I'm saying we all have those moments sometimes where something traumatic happens to us and we're just like oh I could have did this better or I could have said this better don't do that that's self-pity self-wallow and I learned that a long time ago when I was in counseling not to be self-pity I don't really have a hard time in it as a non-Christian when I wasn't a Christian and then when I became a Christian self-pity wasn't a place I stayed I don't like playing the victim and I can't stand when I meet people in life and they play the victim now it's different if something just happened to you and it's a traumatic moment because like i said jesus jesus never said in the bible it teaches us this it never said we weren't gonna have suffering down here we are going to have suffering all the apostles they mainly them suffered down here for the gospel a lot of them lost their life for the gospel you know what i'm saying for jesus because they had a bigger bigger thing there they they had their mind on the cornerstone jesus christ so you're going to suffer down here so don't think you're not and don't think just because you have suffering that god's going to reward you after it nope that ain't how that go that how the bible teaches us you will suffer okay following jesus is and picking up your cross every day is not easy but i can tell you one thing it's rewarding because you have the savior protecting you against all this demonic attacks out here and you gotta stay in your word so you know when you are being attacked and being attacked with different attitudes from people that are bad gossiping attitude um lazy attitude and this one today specifically i'm talking about the woe me attitude and you you don't want to have that in your life you don't want to murmur against god he warns you in the bible about that specifically where he warns in the bible about murmuring against him and how he felt about it and i'll just go a little bit into details but we all know in numbers it starts like uh, uh, Exodus numbers those times where the Israelites were coming out of Egypt where Moses let them out and then Aaron was his voice 
You know what I'm saying? You got to read your words so you know what I'm talking about. And specifically in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verses 26 through 30, again, God warns them about murmuring against him. He doesn't like it. Don't murmur against God. Don't murmur against um, people in your life, uh, believers to other believers. Don't murmur. Don't complain. Don't play, whoa, me type. Oh, I'm so sad. This happened to me like 10, 15 years ago. Get out of your feelings. That's why we should be led by the spirit. So you aren't always in your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Cause your heart is deceitful. If you follow your feelings all the time, you're lost. You know what I mean? It's different. You can have the grieving feeling, the normal actual feelings that people have, but there's just some feelings. We're not supposed to be led by the heart. Cause the heart is deceitful. We're supposed to be led by God, the spirit of God who lives in our heart. So that's what I learned in biblical counseling. And that's why I always encourage people. If you do feel like you're a victim in something that recently just happened to you, look up biblical counseling, biblical. Cause you are a Christian. Okay. If you're newly saved, old saved, it don't matter how long you've been walking with Christ. Everybody can use some counseling in their life. I remember before, um, I was saved. I never got counseling for anything in my life. And then after I got saved, I started having all these like spiritual attacks. And I even looked up biblical counseling. I knew not to go to a worldly counselor because Christ was like working in me. You know, that's what he does. He works his spirit within us to do the things that he wants us to do for the will of God. That's what you're here for is to, to work for God. I mean, of course you can enjoy life, but we're here to work for God. We're not here to wallow in self pity. All that's from hell. We don't need all that. You don't need to be like that. So if you got people in your life that's like that, try to work with them if they're workable. If they show a compassionate heart toward the gospel and toward Bible verses that teach them not to murmur as I've just given you, then let then teach them, then, then talk to them and then talk them into getting counseling. If they have the heart for that, but you'll know if you're talking to the person, like the person I was telling you about the example of the person I was telling you about in the beginning, they ain't had a heart for, uh, the Bible verses about like, uh, like not the Bible. They didn't have the heart for the Bible at the time. They lied about how they read the Bible and they knew it all. No, they lied about that. They didn't have the heart to hear about biblical counseling and what it's done and saturating on the word of God. They didn't have a heart for the Bible verses or none of that. So they didn't. So you could tell because they'll keep saying the same story over and over. And you're just like, yeah, but I just told you how to get out of that. And you're repeating the story again. Okay. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. So it's like, you really just want to stay away from those whoa tight me attitudes. Cause like I said, they're annoying as hell. Ain't nobody got time for that. Especially if you don't have a soft heart to the gospel and you're already a Christian and you're already saved and you're staying in that whoa me type attitude yo then that means you're just spiritually stagnant and you don't want to learn and that's your manipulation tactic to use other people to try to get what you want out of folks it's horrible I can't stand a whoa me type attitude so the next bible verses I want to bring to you where God actually he he brings it up to Moses and Aaron that he the Israelites they were we all know they were murmuring in the wilderness that's why they got in the wilderness for like 40 years and he make it to the promised land their offspring did but they didn't you read your word read your word again you'll know the things i'm talking about so in numbers chapter 14 verses 26 through 30 they were murmuring against god and god didn't like it and i'll just read a little bit of it where it says the lord spoke to moses and aaron saying how long shall i put up with this evil congregation who murmur in discontent against me see right there I have heard the complaints of the Israelites, which they are making against me. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just what you have spoken in my hearing, I will most certainly do to you. 
your dead bodies will fall in this wilderness, even all who were numbered of you, your entire number from 20 years old and upward who have murmured against me, except for Caleb and the son of, I don't know that word, so we'll just skip that, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Not one of you shall enter the land in which I swore an oath to settle you. So he basically told them, he is tired of them murmuring against him. This is God talking to Moses and Aaron in the Bible, the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verses 26 through 30. Don't murmur against God. Don't be, don't have that woe me type attitude toward God in your life, toward people in your life. Don't be a woe me type manipulator toward other Christians in your life. I can't stand those type of people. God can't stand it either. And he's telling them this in the book of Numbers to Moses and Aaron, chapter 26 through 30, where he's like, these Israelites, they're, they're not even focused on what I did for them. They're just focusing all the wrong. He would not let them in the promised land. And he basically said, your bodies will die in the wilderness. And it did. And, and they died in disbelief. Their offspring made it to the promised land. You know what I mean? So even Moses didn't make it to the promised land because the thing he did. So, and I'm not going to go into details with that. That's something that y'all need to look up for yourself. So I'm just letting you know today, people, stay away from the woe type me attitudes. We don't need it. It's horrible. It's annoying as hell because I don't even like hearing it when people are like that. I just try to stay away from them. But sometimes you do as a Christian get suckered into it because they have like a juicy woe me type story. Don't act like you ain't fell for it because I know I have. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. But you know what I'm going to start asking next time somebody give me a woe type me playing a victim type attitude. How long ago was this? How are, what are you doing to combat that? Have you gone to counseling? Have you seek professional help? Have you talked to a pastor? You know what I'm saying? Ask those key questions. And if they start stuttering and murmuring and complaining, then you'll know straight up that they ain't really trying to get help. They just trying to run game on you. Don't let nobody run game on you. I'm out.